Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your hostess, Cheryl Sids. It's my intention in this show that we demystify holistic wellness and raise our consciousness together one practitioner at a time. You're going to meet some of the amazing people that I've encountered on my journey, and you'll notice that their stories are a lot like ours. There are so many ways that we can heal ourselves and our planet, so enjoy learning about all the possibilities, and then you can reach out to anyone that you feel resonates for you. I'd love it if you'd reach out to me as well, and you can do that on my website, where you'll also find all the other episodes of this podcast, www.journeyofpossibilities.com. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and never miss a show. If you do that, also do me a favor, please, and rate us, because we want other people, listeners and guests, to find our podcast. So please rate us, and thanks for doing that. We'll introduce today's guest right after this from our sponsors. Hi, this is Mario with Tech Life Balance, and I've been in the IT field for about 20 years. I have a big range of experience. I've worked with PCs, I've worked with servers, I've done online marketing strategies, I do websites, I even build online communities and help produce the podcast that you're listening to right now. I've actually been involved in IT so much that I got lost in all the technology and technology was taking over me. And I'm not saying to unplug or anything like that. What I'm saying is find a balance. I know I did. It took a traumatic event for me to learn that capability and it, it was a challenge. And there are obstacles and there's things you run into that sometimes you don't realize you're even doing. So I designed a program to help you do that by looking at all your technologies and just helping you embrace it in a way that it's smoothed into your life. And I like to say that we log in, log out and break free so we can have life. Contact us at techlifebalance.net and let us know what we can help you with. Enjoy the podcast. Ladies, when I'm not doing this podcast, what I really enjoy doing is working in private sessions with you. I love helping awakening women, and that awakening can be galactic, spiritual. We're all in it together, and I love helping you if you feel like you're getting stuck or something's holding you back and you're not real clear what that is. I'm kind of a portal for possibilities, too, so together we can explore what's possible for you and how to get there from here. We can work remotely by phone or Skype with our spirit guides and angels using things like divination cards, dowsing and channeling. Together we'll get clarity and insight on exactly what's holding you back and how you can move forward now. Live, we can also incorporate Reiki. I love doing Reiki because it opens blocked pathways for physical release and healing. It's all about helping you live a joyful, awakened, authentic life naturally. Contact me anytime at journeyofpossibilities.com. It's really exciting to watch this show grow, and we've now got thousands of listeners from the Texas Gulf Coast and around the world. It's a perfect opportunity for you to be a sponsor. Your advertisement will be heard every time the podcast is played, and it'll be a permanent part of the episode. Why not be a sponsor? Contact us at www.journeyofpossibilities.com. Today's guest on Exploring Possibilities is Louise Dewey, also known as the Baby Boomer Babe. You can find her online at thebabyboomerbabe.com. I had the pleasure of meeting Louise a couple of years ago through a mutual friend, our dear Jana, who introduced us at lunch, and I've enjoyed the relationship ever since, so I'm glad to have you with us today. Welcome, Louise. Well, thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate uh, knowing you, too. (laughs) Jana did a good thing calling us for lunch together, didn't she? She did, and I've missed our luncheons. I know. We need to do that again. That's right. 
Well, I'm excited to share you today with whomever might be listening and kind of your story. I know we've talked about a great number of things over our lunches, but in having been to your beautiful home and noticed your library, I can say with some confidence that you're pretty well into this holistic spirituality path that I am, aren't you? Well, yes. And 25 years ago, I had never heard the word metaphysical or alternative or any of these terms. I was totally clueless. But that was when my husband died. And uh, I didn't know who I was anymore. I'd always been somebody's daughter or somebody's wife. And all of a sudden, I was Louise. And I was only 44 when he died. So I stayed home for a whole year, didn't know what to do with myself. And then one day I said, I've got two choices to make. I can either die, and I wasn't suicidal or wasn't sick, just lonely, or I could get get my life back. And I didn't know how to do either one, of course. One day I was reading the newspaper and happened to glance about a, a networking meeting. I'd never even heard the word networking, didn't know what that meant. But there was a lady named Carol Hyatt in from New York. She was an author. She had written on wow, When Smart People Fail and The Woman's Selling Game. And I'd always been in sales. I thought, oh, maybe I'd learn something. So I made myself get out of the house that night all by myself. I don't usually like to go places by myself, but I did. And the women at the group made me very comfortable, which was a blessing, or I might have left before she started talking. Mm -hmm. But uh, Carol Hyatt did not talk about the women's selling game or smart people failing. She was speaking about women getting out of their nightgown. And she spoke directly to me because I'd just been a year in my nightgown. Wow. Many, many times I would not even get dressed during the day. Louise, oh, that I, was a big hmm? I want to kind of stop for a minute because for anybody that doesn't know you, they may not know that you you were not just you weren't some well kept housewife that didn't get out much. You were a very successful saleswoman who traveled a large region and had a good market and you were very worldly, so this isn't an image of you that's easy for me to hold of of you being <laughs> isolated in your nightgown. But it's true, very true. I just, I, I caved in when my husband died. I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. When I learned about networking, and it literally saved my life. And during all that networking, I met a lot of different type of people, including metaphysical people. That's when I learned about metaphysics. And there was a a lady named um, Mary Denny who had a group called, um, oh my gosh, am I going to forget the meeting? I can't remember, but anyway, she had a monthly meeting. And metaphysicians of all kinds were there. And it was a beautiful experience. And I just got into metaphysics and loved every minute of it and started studying I uh, became a Silva Method graduate and learned how to meditate. Here I am, 45 years old, and I don't know how to meditate. (laughs) Uh, So then I became a hypnotherapist because I wanted to heal myself. Because death does weird things to us, and I didn't know how to grieve. So that's when I became the hypnotherapist and learned to heal myself and help others. I loved it. Still do. But not too many people know I'm a hypnotherapist. No. 
You didn't know that? I didn't know that either. But, you know, you just touched on something that I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of quote unquote healers, holistic practitioners. I prefer that because most Mm -hmm. of the really powerful healing support people don't call themselves healers. They call themselves facilitators. They call themselves practitioners. I'm kind of weary of people that say, I'll heal you, you know, but anyway, (laughs) what you said was you wanted to learn so you could heal yourself. And that's really what I got into it for. And what I've met a lot of people who got into it for, it is possible to do a lot of healing work on ourselves with these modalities, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. But the key is learning to go within. I didn't know how to do that until I took the Silva method. Mm -hmm. I had never been quiet in my mind. I'm very left brain, very logical. And it it was not uh, in my makeup to go within. And oh my gosh, has it made all the difference in my world. It sure does. And I can Mm -hmm. relate to that statement. I think a lot of people can. We get caught up in our mind and our mind chatter and we Mm -hmm. forget to be quiet. So how did that help you in your grieving process? Well, I saw some therapists, several different therapists over the years. And, of course, after they say after seven years, your whole body's changed mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it did take seven years. And I, oh, my God, I can't go through seven years of this. Mm-hmm. But I did. It just kind of kept going. So that's how life is. And eventually, now I can talk about my late husband without crying. It was years before I could do that. And we didn't even have a good marriage. That's what's so ridiculous about the whole story. And But I still missed him. I loved him in a different level, even though he, was, he wasn't abusive. I don't mean that. He was ex-military, and he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that when I married him. I just thought he drank too much, you know, (laughs) little naive somebody that I am. So after he was gone, I, like I say, didn't know what to do with myself. So all of this metaphysical, the networking, it all worked in to rebuild my life. And it's been a wonderful journey that I would not trade for anything. I can relate to what you're saying from a little bit different perspective, being divorced, because and and really it resonated when you said it wasn't even that you had the greatest marriage. My marriage was good in some senses, very good. We're still good friends, but in other senses it wasn't good or we probably wouldn't be divorced now. But <laughs> I know what you mean when you say you don't really know who you are without it because when you build your life around that that sense of family and that mm-hmm. shared planned future and suddenly it's gone, you really mm-hmm. are kind of back to a reset place. Mm-hmm. I was, and not prepared at all for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that uh, I was supposed to learn, and I'm grateful for it. I really, really am. I, even though he had to die for me to get here, it worked out for me. Yes, And he's in a better place. He's not suffering. He had cancer. So I'm grateful for everything that's happened in my life, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, it certainly made you a bright light. When I met you, you were just a a very bright light and very encouraging and very supportive woman and a force to be reckoned with. So you certainly (laughs) found your strength. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm hoping that I have helped people because I know a lot of them have helped me also. And that's another key that I had to learn to receive. 
and that's a girl thing, I think. Yeah. um, I'm still learning it because there are still times when I don't receive well, and I catch myself usually and try to rectify it and receive graciously. Well, maybe it is a girl thing, and I'm in it too. So, what do you what do you say to somebody that's going through layers of that? What what encouragement can you give? What have you found that helps you? The old saying, "Go within and talk." I talk to God, and I know a lot of people. Who, you know, they why don't you talk to the angels? They're not as busy as God is. That's what one girl said to me. I mean, give me a break. God hears everybody. He's not just listening to me, <laughs> but I talk to him. He's my father. And so many people don't really, I guess, understand that or don't buy into it. But I'm I'm a recovering Catholic, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not a worm in the dust. I'm God's daughter. And he will listen to me. He does listen to me. And... Going quiet, going within, is when I hear his words, because I hear my words all the time. <laughs> and every time I, you know, every time you open your mouth and say something, it's repeating stuff you already know. That's why I think God gave us two ears and only one mouth. Mm-hmm. Listen twice as much as you talk. There are a few people in my life I wish would know that, <laughs> but. Listening is the key, even if it's listening to a friend or somebody who's counseling you. Don't keep talking. Listen, they've got information you don't have yet. And I I just love to listen and to gather information, read. It's part of who I am. It's a good part of who you are, and it's a great reminder for the rest of us. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. That kind of leads me into the baby boomer babe. So you, <laughs> I know that you were the queen of networking in the greater Houston area and that you definitely took off into that. How did that morph into using your gifts in a different way now? And what are you up to? Well, when I um, lost my mom back in 07, I believe, her house in the country near Conroe was empty. We didn't uh, know what to do with it. And my nephew, her grandson, lived on the property in his own home because he was taking care of her in her older years. But I also was the caretaker because he worked. And uh, when she died, the house was empty, and my brother and sister live in Houston, and they both had good jobs. They didn't know really what to do with the property. It's five and a half acres. And uh, they came to me one day after she died and said, would you like to move into Mama's house? and sell yours. It took me about two seconds to say yes, (laughs) because I'd been wanting to get out of Houston. I didn't know what that looked like or where I would go, but I wanted to move. So I sold my house and moved up here. I've been here seven and a half years and would not change that for anything. I'm back to being Farmer Jane. I was raised on a farm, and I adore working with the dirt, the earth, I should say, the soil. I became a master gardener, and then over the years, I got lonely. I'm sitting up here by myself in the country, and my nephew's gone all day and except the weekends, so unless I have company come in, which I've done quite often, I don't have a whole lot to do, so I got to thinking, what can I be? <laughs> I was My middle name, you know, is MSU, 
That's called make stuff up. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's what I did. So it's funny that you mentioned that about getting kind of bored out there in the country after a while. The country is a beautiful place where the spirit, I think, soars. I love living further out of the city myself. But like you say, if you're a people person, it can kind of get lonely. And you were the queen mm-hmm. of networking. So how did that work mm-hmm. for you? Well, I decided to create something new that MSU kind of kicked in. <laughs> and I ran it by a couple of people and... Uh, I just need to do something for the older folks. I had, uh, I was 69 at the time, and I thought, I'm not ready to kick the bucket. I'm, I've got things to do. <laughs> so I got to thinking, and all of a sudden it came to me that I could help seniors learn to network, if nothing else, because a lot of seniors don't connect with others well because some of them are like me. They had lost their spouse, and here they are sitting in their house wondering what's next, or even if they're working, they don't get out and they don't get to meet people. And in my case, I wanted to deal with only the women. You know, there's a lot of senior activities that have men and women and all that, so why not just a a club for women, senior women? So, well, baby boomers, what are we going to be? And all of a sudden it hit me, baby boomer babe. (laughs) <laughs> and one of my girlfriends said, no, you're not a babe. <laughs> but I ran it through some other people, and they loved it. So I created the Baby Boomer Social Club. I was the Baby Boomer Babe, and we're on Meetup. And uh, we've got a monthly meeting and uh, in Houston. I took it to Houston because I, I tried it up here in, in the Woodlands area. I don't have enough uh, people that I know yet up here to make that one work. So I've been doing that for, oh, eight or nine months now. It's very interesting because the women aren't coming out. They're still sitting in their homes. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to have to rethink it. and I don't know. I have no clue how to proceed at this point to be able to reach the women. I've got, I don't know, 60 or 70, I forgot the count, on Meetup that have signed up. But they're not coming to the luncheons. That's so interesting. Some of them still work. Hmm? Well, I was going to ask you, so what do you perceive to be the difference between networking? You say this is a networking group for seniors. So then that well, would be I, for I don't professionals? Call it networking. Or? Oh, okay. I just call it a social club. Is there a and difference? Learn, oh, yeah. It's a social thing. You come and we have lunch and we visit and get to know each other. And I've had speakers come in of different sorts. And uh, I've got a uh, feng shui expert from Austin coming in in November. Her name's Judy Morris. And she's going to talk to us about feng shui. And it's going to be on a Saturday because my fourth Thursday of the month for the regular meeting is Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> Nobody's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, well, let's try a different date, a different time. Perhaps a Saturday, more of the women would be free and they could come. So I'm looking forward to it, see who's going to show up. Well, good. Do you have any notion of maybe what keeps these women from being comfortable coming out? They're shy for the most part. Uh, maybe they're inner-directed, introverted, and there could be all kinds of things. And so the place I have it now is on Wirt Road off of I-10, I mean, it's not exactly centrally located, but it's not that far out of the loop. And, oh, it's too far away. 
<laughs> oh, I don't want to drive that far. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You know, when you live in Houston, you learn to drive wherever yeah. you want to go. So I have I have just come back from visiting a relative who would be right there in your group. She's the right age mm-hmm. bracket. She's mm-hmm. a, a surviving spouse. And I think mm-hmm. that she's fallen into the comfort of routine so mm-hmm. that she doesn't have to think too much about what's missing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that is exists where we just make ourselves busy so we don't have to feel too much about being alone or the <laughs> overwhelmingness of, you know, what's going to happen to me now. That you put your finger on the problem, girl. That I believe is the problem with a lot of ladies, not everybody, but so many of them don't have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want for all of us, girlfriends. <laughs> we connect better. And I know, of course, a man friend, a husband, new husband or whatever would be wonderful. But you, you're, if you don't get out of your house at all, you're not going to find either one. I just want to help them find girlfriends and things to do that are not the same old, same old. But they have to be willing to get out of the house. Yeah. So... It's just one of those things that uh, I'll figure out the timing. Maybe it's not just correct for me, but I'm still working on it. I haven't given up on the baby boomers. Oh, I think you're creating the space and they will come. I can feel I think so. your huge heart. I mean, you've created this with so much love and your, your kind of giggly sentiment of we all need girlfriends. That's so inviting. What woman doesn't want to just curl up into that? For many <laughs> of us who came from, and and I'm not quite your baby boomer age. I'm kind of the next ones coming up. But mm-hmm. I've been in the workplace, and many of them have. And we were in a workplace that was very masculine in energy and very competitive. And the the women competing for the jobs, it was kind of us versus them, me versus you, instead of a we can do this together energy. And mm-hmm. so... I think that's starting to just break through that and and we can feel safe to have girlfriends again. That's even a new thing for me, you know, in the last few oh, years. Good for you. Oh, it's wonderful. And so I I encourage any woman who's feeling that longing in her heart to allow some of that in and to trust that that energy is has changed. It is changing and it's a very supportive time for women to come together now. Right, because we have a lot to offer yet. We, we're we not dead yet. <laughs> we've all got, you know, years of knowledge that we've gained through our lifetime at work and with interacting with people. We can offer other women this knowledge and this help to get them through their life crises. So I see a good possibility out there. I really do. It's just finding the right uh, modality. I'm not getting up. I'm I'm continuing to progress. That's wonderful. So, Louise, have you considered doing any of this online for women who might hear this and say, I want girlfriends, but I can't get to Houston. Do you ever have gatherings online? Well, that is in the works. Good. Because uh, I've got this wonderful modality, if you will. It's a technology, and it's called Zoom, Z-O-O-M dot U-S. And I can have up to 25 participants, and all of us will be on the camera, if they have a camera on their computer, that is. And we can have a 
a visit, a, a little meeting in person, because everyone gets a chance to talk, and if there's a question going around, everybody can answer and come at it from their viewpoint. So it is in the works for the first of the year. Good. And that technology is fairly easy for a baby boomer who's not tech savvy to plug Mm -hmm. into? Mm -hmm. Yep. All they have to do is send me their email and I uh, send them a link. All they do is click it with their mouse and it uh, downloads the program onto their computer, which is very minor. And then it uh, pops up and they're on camera. Oh, that's nice. That sounds like even I could do that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's easy. In fact, you might think about that for your uh, phone calls here, because it is so easy. It's another alternative for sure. Uh-huh. That's that's what I like about technology is there's a lot of different mm-hmm. ways to go about it. So it's just a matter yeah. of what helps you connect with the people that you want to connect with the easiest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me some so, more about uh, what we can find at thebabyboomerbabe.com. What have you been putting out? Well, it's my blog, and unfortunately, it's kind of static right now. I've been in this phase for the last several months. I haven't been writing, and um, there's nothing new on it. <laughs> but that that will change again also when I get myself geared back up to write, because there's so much I want to say, and I'm just not doing it right now. But um, it'll grow, and it'll move wherever it needs to, and if it doesn't need to move, then I'll find something else and maybe just do the Zoom because that way everybody can speak and share because that's the secret of having girlfriends is sharing. That's right. Yeah, I want to do more of that. Well, you have done some of that on your blog and one neat thing about the internet is if they haven't been to your website yet, it's new to them so they don't know it's not Mm -hmm. new. So definitely (laughs) go to thebabyboomerbabe.com because it's a great way for people to be able to get to know you a little bit and maybe feel more comfortable to reach out and say, hey, I want girlfriends, help me. And at least send you a message, right? They can message you through the website and you guys can get connected that way, you ladies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, if you want my email address, it's Lady Lou, L A D Y L O U, at ladylou.com. What? No, Lady Lou. What am I saying? Lady Lou at the baby boomer babe.com. And it has the word the baby boomer babe.com. And if they want to send me an email, and I'll put them on my database. And also, I have a Facebook group page for baby boomers, and it's at Lady Lou. I'm not exactly sure what the Facebook, I should have looked that up, but just go to Facebook.com and put in Lady Lou, Louise, Lady Lou Dewey, I believe is how it goes. And uh, they should find the the, uh, group page for Facebook, and I have to uh, have them uh, sign up, and then I, I authorize them. You know, it's a closed group, but it works, too. Okay. Well, that's great. So you've got several ways that people can connect with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to have fun. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, I think I saw that on your website. If it ain't fun, I'm not doing it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because after all, I've gotten to this advanced age. Why do I have to work? I want to play. That's right. Mm-hmm. And some work can be play. And this is play for me. I'm a happy camper. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, do you have any anything uh, like events or anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Not offhand, but um, I'm just working on putting some things together that haven't uh, gelled yet. I even want to write a book where I call baby boomers in this instance, and I ask them a few questions, just like you're talking with me today. And all of this will be recorded and then transcribed and published in a book. This is what the baby boomer women believe or think or do. It'll be about women baby boomers. And it'll have a whole bunch of them, and they'll all become authors. Doesn't that sound like fun? I think it sounds wonderful. I was just sitting here considering as I was listening to you talk all that a woman who's a baby boomer has lived through. You all have been through some massive change. <laughs> massive <You> change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're coming into some new stuff, of course, with technology, and a lot of baby boomer women fight it. I know I have. But if we will flow into it and uh, accept that which we can understand, then we're okay. But I, I sometimes fight it, and now I give up. I can't learn. But I can learn. I've learned a heck of a lot that I never thought I'd know. And I'm a happy camper about that, too. <laughs> I can relate to that, too, about technology. You know, it's funny because when I'm around someone who's younger and I see it through their eyes, it's just an adventure. Oh, I got a new app I get to learn how to use. And I'm over here going, I don't know how to make this thing do what I want it to do. And it's true. When we frame our perspective, it gets fun, right? <laughs> it does. It does. The biggest thing my girlfriends are fussing at me about is getting my cell phone. I have a flip phone that doesn't text. That's how old-fashioned I am. And it stays in my purse off. It's just there in case I'm uh, out on the road somewhere and need to call help. Well, I'm glad you have (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm home most of the time. Everybody knows to call me at home. Well, my my dear godmother will not get that emergency phone because she's just not comfortable with that. She's afraid she's going to use some minutes. And then again, (laughs) she's from an era when long distance was really expensive. I call her from Mm -hmm. my cell phone and she says, we've got to keep this short. I'm I'm running up your minutes. We've got to hang up. And she just doesn't understand. (laughs) No, no. It's it's a toughie for the uh, the older folks. (laughs) I I get it. I remember those days. It was a big deal to be able to make a long-distance call. It was, and you kept them with like three or four minutes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about technology and advancements, and you've seen a lot of them in your lifetime. What's been one of your favorites? Email. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people don't even use it anymore. But I still use email, and it's, it keeps me connected to my friends. And I can share things that I've come across, and uh, I invite them. I have ladies' parties occasionally up here at my house, and uh, I send the invitations out to my friends. That's how they keep up with me. Yeah. So, and I think most baby boomers can use email, so... That's basically how I connect. You make a good point about the email because, of course, I use social media a lot. But for those that aren't on social media, email is pretty user-friendly for anybody now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I went ahead and gave you my email address because I'd love to connect with anybody who wants to talk. It's a fun way to do it. I agree. I, I just want to 
thank you for putting yourself out there in the way that you have with your heart open and saying, let's connect ladies. I'm, I'm here and I want to connect and create a social space that we can all enjoy and celebrate each other because somebody has to do that. Somebody has to be the one to make the bold move and say, I want to create something or nothing happens. That's right. That's right. And so many ladies don't know where to start, mm-hmm. which is where I was after my husband died. I didn't know where to start. So now I have that knowledge under my belt, and I'll start it and let the other ladies join me. Well, thank you for doing that. I think it's wonderful. Mm, you're welcome. Again, it's thebabyboomerbabe.com. Louise, I, do you have something that you really want any woman who's listening right now to know? Yes, and that's it ain't over till it's over. We've still got a lot of living to do. I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80, or 90. There's still a lot left to do in this life. Let's do it together. That's beautiful. You are such a beautiful friend and soul, and I'm so honored to know you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today and for all that you're doing. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate the interview. Would you like to be a guest on a future episode of Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Sitz, inviting you to joyful, awakened, authentic living, naturally.